Triple M Mining HQ. Brought to you by the WA Mining Conference and Expo, October 12 and 13. Welcome to Mining HQ, your Monday edition of the show. I'm Pablo Miller. This is your go-to show for everything happening in the mining industry. Coming up this morning, Chris is going to be chatting to reporter Sophie Scott. Now, it's her mission to bring evidence-based info on health, psychology, and happiness, especially when it comes to burnout. We'll jump into that. Plus, I'll be catching up with Jonathan from Zalikia Gold. But let's get into things. Good morning, Chris. Hello, Pablo. Good morning to you. On the phone this morning, we have Sophie Scott. Hello, Sophie. Hi, Chris. To introduce you, speaker, author, medical reporter at the ABC. A lot of accolades, and uh, I thought it'd be so great to have a chat to you because recently on LinkedIn, you were talking about um, burnout and things that are going on. You have a personal story that led to you talking about burnout? Yeah, that's right, Chris. I might just start by giving people a bit of a definition of burnout because until I went through it myself, I really didn't understand what it was. And burnout is not really just sort of that feeling of, you know, you're a bit fatigued and if you have a long weekend, you'll be, be fine and get over it. Burnout is really when you feel quite physically and mentally exhausted. You have trouble concentrating. You can be distracted. Uh, then you can also start to feel very disconnected and disengaged with the work that you're doing and have a lot of sort of physical symptoms as well. And so it's really a whole spectrum of symptoms that people can have when you have burnout. And it's really when things start to affect you physically, often that's when people realise, like you can sort of just keep pushing through, like a bit like the Energizer bunny, you just keep going and going. But often what will happen with burnout is the physical symptoms can start to show up and Often it can be things to do with your autonomic nervous system. So this is the part of the body that governs things like your heart rate or your breathing and you start to have problems like that. And so that's what happened to me. I was um, had been working really hard, like I'm sure a lot of your listeners do, and then I just got to the point where I wasn't having any time out for breaks or anything like that and I actually was hosting an event where I was in front of a whole lot of people and I just started to have these massive waves of dizziness hit me and I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to fall over into and land in the audience. And luckily that didn't happen. But it was a real sign to me that my body was just really not coping with the amount of stress that was being put on it. And that's, that's what one of the things of burnout is you don't have the resources to deal with the stress and the responsibilities. And often in a workplace it can be that there are so many responsibilities and you don't have the, the support to, to deal with it. So for me it was a big wake-up call that I really needed to do something and not just sort of keep going and going like I'd already always done. Um, and when I looked into the research, I, I found that, you know, a, a, about a third of people who have burnout can suffer things like cognitive dysfunction and cardiovascular problems and, and you know, immune issues, autoimmune problems. So it's not just sort of a benign condition. If you let it go, it can actually become quite serious. And a lot of people find that they have to give up their jobs. And, and so I really urge people, if, you, if it sounds like you and you think you might be in the first stages of burnout, to really sort of do something about it. So you've come up with six signs. Are they key headers to look for? Yeah. So the the signs of the signs of burnout are really first of all, there's definitely the the mental and physical exhaustion is a big part of it. But I think one thing that is different is that sense of disengagement with your work. And often the people who suffer burnout are people who have absolutely loved the work that they're doing. It can be, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people in, in the mines, in the mining industry, and it's often people who give a lot to their profession. So it can be teachers, healthcare professionals, aged care, 
um, you know, the first responders, anyone who is really giving a lot of their work and their identity to um, a lot of their time to their job. And so that's the real key indicator for people that you're suffering burnout when you start to sort of feel disconnected and you start to question your own ability. That's another key sign as well. People who are suffering burnout start to think, oh, am I really cut out for this job? You know, am I doing a good job? And, you know, particularly people who've worked really hard, often the highest performing people will be the most at risk of burnout because they are so high performing and they will do work so hard. And if you're not building in significant sort of rest and recovery and really setting good boundaries over your time and energy, that's where you can end up um, getting stuck in burnout. And it's really important to say that burnout isn't an individual failing or it's not a you know, any reflection of the person themselves because there's been some good research showing that with medical students and even the most resilient of medical students have the same rates of burnout as other doctors if, you're, if they're put into like an under-resourced health system. So it's really not a reflection at all on the individual. It's a reflection on the sort of systemic problems that people are having to deal with, sort of too much work, a lack of support, a lack of recognition is another key factor for burnout as well. Some people, and that's not necessarily salary, that can just be people not appreciating that all the work that you're doing. Sophie, so many posts, so much knowledge, and of course there's your website, all the w's.sophiescott.com.au. <laughs> um, the resources section was brilliant. Mindset, sleep, key crucial factors for a, oh, I could go on and on. Hey, can you, off the top of your head, what about driving anxiety? You spoke about um, four hints for your nervous system. Yeah, so one of the things that I've really recognised when I've been looking at you know, your, things like anxiety is often, you know, anxiety is something that you think is in your head and your brain, but actually we feel anxiety in your body. If you think about it, it's your heart racing, it's your, you might start breathing shallowly. And what, what it, this is a sign that your nervous system has actually moved into that fight or flight stage. And so we can't necessarily think your way out of anxiety because it's your body and your nervous system that's actually driving that, those anxious feelings. So the way to help overcome anxiety by taking that sort of mind-body approach is by looking at the practices that work really well to sort of slow down your nervous system. And, and that these are things like uh, meditation or just even deep breathing. You know, if you're not into meditation, that doesn't matter. You can just do, just do deep breathing where your exhale is longer than your inhale. That's all you need to do, Chris. And then it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's that resting and digesting part of the body when you're in that in a calmer state and that's what we want to be in to help get over those feelings of anxiety and the thing about using your nervous system in this way is it's not like you it's not about avoiding feeling stressed or avoiding um, anxiety it's about when things happen being able to being better able to deal with the stress around you so that instead of just reacting to what's going on you can sort of take a moment and respond to what's happening and by having a calm and nervous system it allows you to do that you're not just instantly reacting and you're not quite as sort of quick to react to everything and, and so responsive and doing these sort of practices that I talk about in on my Instagram and on my website there's really good science to back up that these practices really make a difference. Um, and the other thing that makes a difference too is um, when it comes to preventing burnout and, and things like that is really having good boundaries in place. And that boundaries are things like, you know, being feeling confident, just saying no to things that you don't really want to do and sort of and valuing your time and energy and recognising that we all have a, a limited amount of time and that we have to deal with each day. 
and making sure that you're putting your energy and focus really where you want it to be and uh, and not just sort of doing what other people want you to do and other people's agenda and some some of us who can particularly be you know what they call either perfectionists or people pleasing types tend to want to make other people happy so we can just say yes to things but deep down we don't really want to do them and that's a recipe for burnout if you just keep saying yes to everything and the research shows that by by setting good boundaries in place, you're really much more able to preserve your energy and your focus and make time for the things that you really enjoy. You know, if you're really tired and burnt out, you, you're not going to have the energy to do things that you really want to do. And connecting with people that you care about is one of the best things you can do for your as a prevention for, for burnout. So think about what you're doing, particularly if you're, you know, doing the, the, the fly and fly out and you've got that time off. Um, that one week, think about how you're spending that and who you are connecting with and who brings you joy in your life and make sure to prioritise those connections because that will really help you uh, feel rested and recovered to go, to go back to do the, the next three weeks of, you know, if you're flying back to the mine. So just by thinking about those sort of things, we can put some things in place that can help you manage the stress a little bit better. Oh, great tips. Thank you for your time this morning. Of course, there's a, no, couple, been a pleasure. couple of books too, Road Testing Happiness and Live a Longer Life book. I guess they're available online. They are on my website. And if if you're on, if people are on Instagram as well, I put a lot of resources and information out on my Instagram or just via my website, which is just sophiescott.com.au. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear from people, any of the listeners, how they're going. And if there's anything, like, any more information they want about preventing burnout, there's lots of Lots of tips there and it's all, all free and I'd be happy for them to download as much as they can. Thanks, Sophie. Appreciate your time. Okay. Thanks for the call. Bye. The following interview on Mining HQ is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. This morning, we're catching up with Jonathan Lee from Zulika Gold. Uh, Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. Now, tell us a little bit about the company yourselves uh, and what you're trying to do in, in, in the gold space at the moment. Zalika is a well-cashed-up Western Australian gold producer, or explorer, sorry, looking um, to discover economic gold resources in Western Australia and with an aim in the medium term of becoming a gold producer. Uh, up to recently, we were called Dampier Gold, but we mm-hmm. changed our name to reflect our key project, which is the Zalika project near Kalgoorlie. Um, I guess the other interesting fact is Mark Creasy, the uh, West Australian mining identity, is one of our major shareholders. So where are some of those Zulika exploration projects? Okay, we've got about 250 square kilometres of ground just uh, north of Kalgoorlie, all the way up to Menzies. Um, So we're in that gold-rich belt around Kalgoorlie. Mm -hmm. Um, There are four major project areas there. The one is our namesake, Zulika, and the others are Credo, Goongarri, and at Menzies. Now, what about your know, recent exploration activity, results? Yep. How, how have you gone? In the last year or so, we've drilled over 30,000 metres of air core and RC drilling, at uh, mainly at uh, Credo and Zalika projects. Um, we've got lots of encouraging results from that that we're currently following up in the coming year. Um, Paradigm East, for example, um, one of our projects, we got 24 metres at 6.4 grams per tonne. Um, and 12 metres at 3.3 grams per tonne. So, you know, we're getting some really all great intercepts and, uh, you know, we've got a lot more work to do, but uh, certainly a lot of encouragement there. Yeah, some good results. Um, we've, yeah, we've also defined a resource um, at Credo, which is uh, just west of Paddington, the Paddington Gold Mine, mm-hmm. about 12,000 ounces, about four grams per tonne. Um, and we're currently looking at the possibility of getting that 
toll treated at uh, one of the nearby plants around Kalgoorlie. So there's a fair bit happening. Now, it seems like, yeah, there's lots in, in, in the pipeline. What can we expect in the, in the near future? Okay, we're continuing to explore and follow up on those uh, good intercepts and uh, encouragement we've had in the last year. Um, we're, so while we're drilling our existing targets, we're also using soil geochemistry and uh, mapping to generate new targets. So we're, we're doing both. We're mm -hmm. testing our existing projects and our targets and also following up on and developing new targets. So we'll have a pipeline of projects to drill over the next year or so as well. Now, how else is Zalika looking to increase shareholder, shareholder value? Yeah, apart from you know that work, we're, we're also looking at increasing our land holding by acquisition, um, we're looking at extensions to existing tenements around Kalgoorlie and also looking at more advanced projects that have the potential to become operating mines in the medium to near term. So I guess it's uh, watch this space for that, but we're certainly uh, working hard towards that. You can find out more at zulikagold.com.au. That's Z-U-L-E-I-K-A gold.com.au. Uh, Jonathan, appreciate your time today on Mono HQ. Yeah, thanks for your time and uh, hopefully talk to you soon. The Mining HQ Podcast, brought to you by the WA Mining Conference and Expo, October 12 and 13.